Welcome to the Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Well, Mike, another week of really, really slow planting pace. What's uh, what's the thoughts out there? It's interesting to see how market reacted to it and why we have a special this week of talking about old crop. Yeah. So we had a planting pace of 67%, which is obviously behind pace. Uh, we have been the entire year and will probably continue to be in these upcoming weeks. Uh, but the big thing to p- focus on is we are in June and July options will go off the board at the end of this month. Yeah, two and a half weeks from now, July options off the board. Um, and, you know, the guys that uh, uh, they like to trade options, the, you know, or the, the, the industry standard says options a lot of times they they expire worthless Mm -hmm. so what does that mean because it kind of feels like everybody's everybody's long calls right now and everybody's long futures and everybody's long in the bin and i mean what what are we thinking here because at this point you've got to think the bulk of your july stuff was was done around three eighty, and we finished at four twenty five today. Mm-hmm. So, there's a couple things we should be talking about here. One, if you're long the board and the bin, that's obviously counterproductive right now. If if you're long the bin, well, you're making money on both, right? But you're not there's making money until out. you sell it. There's a lot of risk out there, especially in the bin, right? So, knowing that options normally expire worthless. And we can easily see this market move in a week, 20, 30 cents, 40 cents maybe. What's to say we don't work our way back towards that 380 mark that we originally started running from? And and that's something that's worrisome here. I mean, you got a lot of crop out there. We have not had excellent demand coming up here. So we have a WASD report coming up next week, which is probably get cut export uh, on it. And in all reality, yes, we have a bullish picture here, but we have a bullish picture here for new crop, not old crop. Right. We're our our ending stocks are two point one billion for uh, for old crop. That's up from a couple of months ago where we were sitting at uh, what one point seven five something something in that range one point eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the the struggle that we need to we need to have and the conversation we need to have is. Right now, with prices at four dollars and twenty-five cents for July, this is about the time that we haven't seen in a while where you're profitable. You should be able to take last year's corn and sell for a profit. Mm-hmm. We don't get to say that very often at this time of the year. Uh, a lot of times, this is about the time we've already peaked and we're we're headed back down. Maybe that's what we're going to see here. In the short term, because as you mentioned, we've got a USDA report uh, next week. We've got uh, the planning acreage report next week or at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So as basis contracts come up, and we've maybe we've rolled them out from March, we've rolled them out from May, and we continue to do that. Now the elevator is probably going to get to the point where they're saying, "Listen, we can't roll these anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get these these bushels delivered, and let's let's move forward." So. I guess my what we're what we're thinking at this point is maybe it's time to look at the old crop 
and it's time to divorce ourselves from it a little bit. Right. Let's let's walk away from it. We're going to make money on this stuff. Maybe we didn't make money on some of the other stuff we sold earlier, but we can make some money on the stuff that we have left. What's the harm in taking some profit, paying some of those bills, paying off some of those notes, um, you know, paying the fertilizer guy, whatever it is. But what's the, what's the harm in that? Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be long and you haven't planted a crop this year, get long in the in the new crop. Right. You know, I mean, but take care of the old crop and, and get it off the books for right now. Yeah, get yourself some profit before you have another headache coming up this year with the delayed planting and what the crops are going to be looking like later in the year. But make sure while we have profits here, you're taking advantage of it. You're not letting your banker sweat and all these bills pile up. And then eventually, like we saw a couple weeks ago when prices were really low, you're not, again, putting that stress on yourself because you have a profitability. You have a cushion there that you can ride some of this year out with that will help you out. And you won't have the kind of stress that, like I said, you had a couple weeks ago. So that's something to think about going into this end of this month. Right. And, and you know, as and there's nothing that says that you can't sell the the new, the old crop and then re-own it on the board. Mm-hmm. Go out to SEP, go out to DEES, and buy, you know, buy some calls out there if, if the market slides off as we go into the end of the month. Because let's face it, a lot of corn is going to be delivered because of those basis contracts. And there's a lot of corn out there, 2.1% billion right mm-hmm. now is what we're looking at for ending stocks. So why not sell some of that? And then if you're still bullish because let's say you didn't plant a crop or you planted it in less than ideal conditions because that's what it sounds like the last week it has been. Yeah. Reown it on the board. Right. Take that risk out of the bin and then put a little bit of risk out onto the onto the the board and buy some calls or buy some futures mm-hmm. on the next pullback. And if that pullback is four dollars, four twenty on on December corn, there's your opportunity because that's then you know thirty to fifty cents off the off the recent highs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, just something we want to get across this week with knowing that we have those basic contracts coming up. We have a lot of information coming us next week because not only we have the WASD report, we might also have Mexican tariffs going online on Monday. So a yeah. lot of variables coming up here. And again, if you have the profit, why not take it off the table? Right. And and something that, you know, as in, in our weekly meeting, Rich was talking about, um, you know, as we move forward, and this is, like we said, this is a new crop issue, but as we move forward, these planting reports that we get from week to week may not be completely accurate because after July or after June 5th, we essentially think, okay, this is when we should be done. Okay, well, this is what we're actually getting planted, but we've got to include some prevent plant data on there. So it's going to artificially inflate the mm-hmm. the percent complete on plantings. Right. Yeah, so when people are thinking it's going to be 75, 80%, maybe we're closer to 90, only because of, like you said, adding some of that data in there. Um, so, again, just another really good reason to go get some, some of your crops sold. Don't let your bins sit full again hoping for $7 corn and then miss the boat towards the end of the month when those basic contracts need to be delivered on. Right. And and you can say the you can say something similar to the idea for for beans as well. If you have old crop beans left over, you know, we've talked 
at length ad nauseum about no there's really nothing that's bullish on on beans mm-hmm. uh right now you could you could say that the weather for new crop is bullish because the 15-day forecast has quite a bit of rain in it uh even the six to ten day has quite a bit and they added some back to to the one to five day even though they moved it a little bit further south but old crop beans are at a level that we haven't seen for a couple of months it's probably worth trying to sell this this rally yeah and you know do yourself a favor and and clear up some bin space and give yourself a you know a little bit of scratch to to pay off some of these bills the same you know it's the same idea with with old crop corn is we're we're clearing some stuff up if you want to reown it there's no law against reowning it mm-hmm. out to sep out to november out to january for that matter if you wanted to on on old crop bushels right because you just sold them why not mm-hmm. oh yeah there's plenty of ways you can do it either marginally or non-marginally you could be looking at to like you said give you that extra time and yeah with i mean the thing i like to point out the most is just three and a half weeks ago we had corn sitting at 330 and or 345 somewhere on there and we had beans sub eight dollars mm-hmm and yeah, it's looking a lot better right now. So it's fan- something it's fantastic. At. But something I'd like to ask you about is what are your thoughts on this wheat market? Talking about a headache. I uh, I feel like um, obviously we're we're talking new crop now because we're we're just about to harvest. If, if some areas have started, some areas are a week or two away. Some areas are probably three or four weeks away. But mm-hmm. um, I have the feeling we're going to see a, a uh, post harvest rally on this. Um, one of the things that's uh, been kind of thrown around here is, you know, you look at the uh, the uh, the conditions report, 61% good to excellent last week, down 5%. This week everybody was, you know, thinking it was going to fall apart again down to 59, and it actually went up to 64. Mm-hmm. My concern is that right now we're at a stage of maturity on this wheat where we don't want to see rain. That's that's basically inviting mold, inviting you know other things that can that can really take off, and especially if you know weather can can just do it themselves. It doesn't take you know army worms or whatever to to decrease yield. We could have hailstorms that come through, flatten this stuff out, damage it. We can have tornadoes and and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's not beyond the realm of possibilities that you have a decent crop and then two weeks later with the amount of rain and the amount of wind, whatever, Mm -hmm. knocks this thing down. I think yields will come in. I don't think it's going to be a disaster, but I think yields will come in a little bit less than what everybody was expecting. It's not going to show up like the sixty-one or sixty-four or sixty-six percent good to excellent like they've they've said over the last few weeks. Uh, and maybe we take after the July after July goes off the board, looking at the SEP or the DEES back up. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I don't even know. Take it. You know, take maybe. Dees goes in Chicago goes up to maybe five seventy five something like that five fifty five seventy five and then um, you know KC could take off a little bit and go back up geez maybe over five you know five and a quarter something like that mm-hmm. it's been the laggard for a while here for the last uh, what uh, five six months 
Um, and then, you know, obviously we're not sure what we've got out of this spring wheat crop. It, it went in a little bit late. Conditions came out uh, pretty good, 83% yeah. uh, this week. So I, it's it's a little too early in the game to say what that's going to produce. Um, but uh, we'll see on, on that one. But, you know, uh, my thoughts at least. What uh, what are you hearing out there as far as guys down in the wheat belt, uh, as far as Kansas, Oklahoma, what are they, what are they showing up with uh, as far as uh, concerns or maybe it looks good, but... You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of weather, like you said. I mean, the weather down there has been absolutely chaos late recently with tornadoes left and right. You got uh, you got rain and all. It's just bad weather. Period. Uh, so you're hearing a lot of these fields, just like you're hearing with corn. And everything they're flooded. They have a lot of issues. Um, and I'm actually kind of surprised to see the good excellent rain still sitting where it's sitting. Historically, very very high. Um, and I, I haven't been hearing a lot of great news out of it. Um, something else I would like to point out, though, is there's been concerns about dryness overseas in uh, Ukraine and, and Russia. Russia. Yeah. So they've been actually cutting back their forecasts as well, which, I mean, Russia, they won't give you the full story all the time, but them cutting yields already is a pretty interesting indicator going forward. Right. Well, and, and another uh, wrinkle to that is, you know, uh, since the since we came out of dormancy, a lot of the uh, the wheat in the eastern belt, say across uh, southern uh, Illinois and Indiana and uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. they've been there have been some pretty decent complaints about uh, how poor the quality is on there. So right. that is another one that maybe some of it didn't get plowed under because of the amount of rain we had, but it's not going to produce. Mm-hmm. So that could help to kind of boost that. Uh, boost that up i'm not going to say i'm all out bullish on wheat uh, but i do recognize there's there's opportunity there right definite opportunity mm-hmm. there so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this uh like we were talking about earlier see if that opportunity is coming before or after this july option expiration time frame yeah because you got a lot of people very bold up i mean you look across twitter you got everyone trying to retweet and share every single story that they can that's bullish and there, there's obviously a problem out there. I mean, well, there's yeah, no doubt about that. That's it's, that's the thing. It's not hard to find a bullish slant to uh, to these markets, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is we're we're trading weather right now, and it's wet. And a lot of people keep asking me, well, looking at these maps, there's just rain on rain on rain. Why don't you think we can go up? Well, I think we can. Mm-hmm. I really do. But there's a lot of unknowns out there, and one of the things that you know, the, one of the reasons that we're here is that we're here to help manage risk. Right, and that's why we're not talking new crop today. Even though I, you know, I think there's still opportunity, and and even if we do pull back in the short term, I think there's more opportunity as we go into July and August. Mm-hmm. But with old crop, and this is you know, like I said, this is what we do. We manage risk, and we're trying to help you guys to understand. You know, you can't get married to it. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta sell it at some point. And you know, whether it's making the wife happy because you're paying the bills, or making the banker happy because you're you're actually selling corn, and you're able to pay off uh, part of your note or whatever, or you're making yourself happy because you made money. It's profit. We mm-hmm. haven't had this opportunity in a while. I think that's the that's the big key right now. Is you know, let's let's 
we've got two crops that we're talking about. We got the old crop, we got the new crop. Let's concentrate on getting the old crop sold. If you want to be long or you want to reown that old crop, let's do it on the board. If you want to be you want to be long on on the new crop because you didn't plant it, fine. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. But you got to be responsible. You got to make sure that there's, you know, there's money in the account. You got to make sure that there's, you know, everybody's getting paid, everybody's getting fed. So. Right. Yeah. Definitely a lot of uh opportunity here to manage that risk properly and definitely something that should be watched, taken care of going forward. Um, something else that we should talk about a little bit is everyone's talking about how, like we were just talking about, there's a lot of ways you can lean this towards a bullish tilt. But at the same time, we don't always have to follow the fundamentals, which we saw earlier this year. We we had yeah. we had the same problem going forward up until the China deal blew up and obviously got this market just pushed right into the ground no matter what we were throwing at it. So, yes, the fundamentals may be bullish at this time, but that does not mean that trade has to follow a bullish fundamental picture. I right. mean, right now you got, like we talked about last week, index funds are greatly reducing their position. If they keep up the pace they're doing, they'll be out of this market in four weeks. And if that's the case, we have managed money that's got a lot of control over this market. Yeah, and managed money, uh, for what it's worth, on last uh, last Friday's uh, Commitment of Traders report, which was through a week ago today, mm-hmm. they were short, what, 20,000 contracts still. Right. Uh, if you look at where the where the guys on the floor kind of put the estimates of where, what they've done from day to day, yesterday they were long 2,000 contracts. Today we walked in, they were short 3,000 contracts, all of which is kind of a neutral position. Mm-hmm. But it does show that they're not willing to necessarily stick their neck out there and just go outright long uh you know from here till till the till the cows come home right so they are practicing a little bit of risk management yeah they brought it back to neutral now it's a matter of what's the next shoe to drop and which way do they take it because i can tell you with the geopolitical situation we've got on our hands we keep slapping tariffs on people. Mm-hmm. We've tacked on for India and Australia. We're adding to, or we're we're in putting Mexico at five percent, and then increasing, basically on a monthly basis until we get to twenty five. Mm-hmm. We haven't solved China. We still have the EU out there. President Trump was talking about getting a trade deal done with the UK while he was over there today. There's just a lot up in the air, and the demand is not as steady and as strong as it has been in previous years. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the things that can, can hold us back, even in a year where supply, and supply is the big story this year, where supply is down, which you would think, well, supply is down, should see higher prices. We need to have demand to go along with it. Right. Lower supply in, probably indicates lower ethanol, which, given the price of crude oil lately, we're getting we're getting beat up on that, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling you know I'm not perfect on this stuff, but I have a feeling we're going to feed the feed the livestock f- before we go to the ethanol plant with corn mm-hmm. or with meal or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of unknowns and definitely something to keep in co- keep in contact with your broker, with your banker, and make sure you're making some good decisions to making sure you're managing that risk properly. Um, but if you guys have any questions, like to get a hold of us, tell us what we're doing right, wrong, or want to be interviewed, 
please feel free to give us a call, 1-800-262-7538. That number again is 1-800-262-7538 by email, service at allendale-inc.com. This week for Allendale Market Talk, Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a good week.